Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Hello, Ashley. How are you doing? Hello, Gregory. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you. Good. Thanks. It's supposed to be the start of spring, and it's been raining all day. And I know I'm going camping in a couple of days. And look at the weather. It's like for fuck's sake. But, but hopefully, it'll clear up a bit. It's going to get better over the weekend. It's going to be like up to decent temperatures. So hopefully, so, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. So today we are doing something a little bit different i don't know it's, yeah. i don't know if you would call it a little bit different and we're going to talk about artificial intelligence indeed and for people that don't know much about it because there will be some people who haven't sort of artificial intelligence and ai has been massive over the last couple of years and particularly this year with chat gpt primarily being sort of the the front runner of of all the artificial intelligence so to to frame that a little bit a bit better so chat gpt is some software that's been written by a load of super intelligent people to try and have this computer or whatever you want to call it it's almost like an entity which we can get onto later as well about anything so you can ask it and it's even it's a better version of google so you can ask it to do something for you and it tells you how to do it i've used it out where i work we use dynamics 365 by microsoft and there's certain things that i need to know how to do and I've asked ChatGPT, how do I do this particular thing? And I, and I say, I'm on this screen, I'm using this version, what do I do? And instead of Google, where you'll have like hundreds of millions of responses and you've got to try and pick one that you think is right, ChatGPT like personalizes the response to you and says, right, you need to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. Which when i've tested it out it all worked properly and it was much better than google it was much easier and it does it within seconds and you can literally ask it anything and it's you can ask it to do stuff or you can ask it to tell you how to do stuff it can it's insane basically it is unlike obviously won't go too deep into obviously the whole science and technology side of it that's bit too above our heads and kind of yeah. off topic a little bit yeah it um, is. but what we're going to be talking about is the use of ai within the paranormal yeah and on the note of chat chat gpt i actually used i thought while we're doing the episode about talking about ai i thought i'd actually use the software to formulate the episode for us so it basically went on chat gpt it explained who we are and what we were doing. We're going to do this episode, panel podcast. I'm going to be doing this episode talking about the use of AI in paranormal investigations. And I asked it to give us some topics that we could talk about. So we're going to let AI formulate the episode, give us the sort of headlines for each sort of section, and we'll talk about that and see how see how that goes and see if it gives us a good a good episode. Yeah, I'm definitely. Talking about itself, pretty much. Yeah. I've also, before we start, yesterday, so Sunday, I asked ChatGPT to write a horror story for us. And I said, it needs to be written as though it was written by a poltergeist. I'll tell you the exact wording. Let me find it now. I went on to ChatGPT and I said, write me a horror story whereby the, here we go, the exact word was, can you write me an article for me if I explain what I would like? 
And it comes back and says, of course. So I asked, do you understand how to write an article as though it was written by a ghost? And it said, yes, I understand. And it, I won't read the whole thing, but it, it says, yeah. And it explains how it would write it as though it was a ghost. So I said, I would like it written about the ha- how a haunting starts with a knocking on the wall and how this accelerates to a point where physical manifestations are taking place. And lo and behold, it writes a horror story, beginning with some nice. noises on a wall, written in the third person as though there's a haunting taking place. Now, for anybody who's interested in reading that, I actually put it up on the blog page of our website yesterday. So check it out, see what you think, and considering that was all I gave it as prompts. And then you read it and you think, wow, a computer program has written that, one-off, it's a unique story, and you would be hard-pressed to tell that it was written by anything other than a human. So check out, I just wanted to throw that in there because I'd, we, me and Ash have discussed ChatGPT many times. I listen to ChatGPT podcasts all the time and there's loads of it about at the moment and it's just a fascinating subject, hence why we're talking about it today. I mean, it's, I think people are starting, especially the past couple of months, be aware of the actual sort of capabilities and but I still think you'd understand how world changing is actually going to be. I mean, we mainly use three point five, which is like the free version, mm-hmm. the, the basic free version, and then you can pay and have access to sort of the next version. Yeah, it didn't come that long after three point five, no. but it's exponentially better like the, the the sort of the, the knowledge for yeah. a better word and the way it processes and the way it understands it's just in just a couple of months it's just jumped up so many leaps and bounds and like the it's going to be hard because like I say you can use it for work stuff mm-hmm. that in my job i could definitely use it for i do use it quite a lot just for sort of personal stuff but yeah definitely introduce and you can see where i can see people's jobs in in just my office where that can do their job like they could do it they could do it now like and it wouldn't cost the company anything to have like this machine doing it and i think that's obviously i mean the whole industry will create more jobs yep in in that sector and obviously it's more specially trained and type of thing type of work more skilled Mm. work but it's going to be definitely replace a lot of types of jobs that a lot of robots are sort of taking over jobs now and then this sort of this is the more intelligent side of robotics where yeah. it's been we've got the robot side of it that can do a lot of the sort of scanning and that sort of automated stuff now we've got stuff that can do the intelligent side of it where you usually have to have a human brain behind it mm-hmm. now in the next couple of years you're not going to need that anymore it's going to be developed that much that it's just going to replace so many things. And I think one mm. sort of field that's going to really struggle is academia. Yeah. Where you could, like I say you can write a story and it lets you five minutes and you've done your homework. That was like a homework that was set. Yeah. And you apply that to obviously college courses, university courses, you could literally just get it to do the work for you. And mm-hmm. then there's apps out there which sort of tell like where universities or teachers can put the work in and it'll tell you whether that was written by an AI. So it's like an anti-AI software. Yeah. But it tells you like this software is written by, this assignment, whatever, was written by AI. But then there's people that have been testing that, submitted their own work, and it's told them that it's written by AI. Yeah. So we can't even sort of use that yet because it's it's not always right. So you could have some kid that's worked his ass off on this mm. assignment and then comes in the next day and it's, been failed because the teacher says you used chat GPT to write it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think there's going to be, I mean, it's going to change how schools work. How I think it's going to be, if I can, in a couple of years, not going to be able to tell 
yeah. whether it's human or not. And even with, like, say, this sort of anti-GPT software, isn't going to be able to tell either. Or it's going to be wrong because we found that you can ask it stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it, make, it makes up stuff. So obviously it, for how it is good, mm. it does make things up as well. Like the stuff I, I've asked about stuff that I know about. So I've like, oh, just see how it works. Or tell mm. me about this. And then read some of it, and I'm like, "That's not that doesn't sound right." And then what it said just doesn't exist in anywhere. It's just literally grabbed, just made up stuff. So it's not even just telling you stuff; it's actually making stuff up. It's imagining imagining stuff. And there's times when I've said to it, "That doesn't sound right." Like you can ask it for its sources, you can ask it for references, you can. So I've asked it, "Where do you get this information from?" Because that doesn't sound right to me. And it's apologized and said, sorry, I got that wrong. So it's like, how? So it's definitely, definitely um, interesting. It's not quite there, is it? <laughs> not quite there. Some of the times come up with, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and it has like, just made up complete yeah. randomness. Yeah. And I've also asked it about particular things that I know about. And is actually made up key witnesses' names. <laughs> I'm like, that's not right. And then it come back and corrected one of the names. And like you said, it apologized. And then I said to it, no, I think you'll find it's this name and this name. And it comes back and go, you're absolutely correct. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just made, it's essentially hasn't thought about the fact that it was trying to lie it just made it up and tried to pass it off so it i i, I heard someone and it said that ai won't replace people's jobs necessarily because there'll always be a need for people to keep an eye on the ai mm. because our, as we use chat gpt and and that kind of thing I've found through doing bits for work and you can use it for Excel stuff and all that kind of boring, normal stuff, easy stuff for it, that you have to be quite specific in what you're asking it. And once you learn how to ask the question, you can get the most out of it. So I think if you're too broad, it kind of lies. Yeah. (laughs) Or or it's a bit vague with detail. (laughs) I always ask if it understands what I'm talking about and it go, yep. And it sort of summarizes it back to me. So it is, it's a great tool. So I know we've, we've, me and Ash have spoken about it many times about ChatGPT and my kids are bored of me talking about it because I think it's brilliant and you can just chat to it like it's a human and which in itself is super scary. So yeah, definitely. Anyway, that's uh, that's about as geeky as I think we could we need to go today. <laughs> so, so, as, so we sort of move on to paranormal side mm, of it and the thing. Yeah. So, looking at the topics that AI gave us to, to talk about in this episode, so it's got introduction to AI, which basically we, we've covered off. Yep. And examples of AI tools and technologies used in paranormal investigations. Okay. So for me, I think both sort of more general paranormal stuff and also UFO stuff, being able to analyze the data that's been collected. Because when we've done, when you do paranormal investigations, when you've got a couple of cameras running, a couple of sound recorders running, and you've got hours of footage going through all this footage and having to sit and watch or sit and listen, trying to hear anything anomalous or see anything unusual, it takes so much time mm-hmm. and is can be boring as fuck. And you end up getting so yeah, distracted yeah, where you, you, you could miss stuff because you, you've looked at, on a different screen for that moment that something happened on your footage that you... If you're investigating something for four hours, you, you might have 12, 16 hours of footage to mm. review. Which is like yep. it's a full day, like to just to sit and just watch like the same camera for four hours. It's kind of mind numbing. So, this side of investigations where you can use AI to do that job for you, so you, you can teach it to learn and recognize what it's listening for, 
and be able to spot yep. anything unusual, and then it can just highlight or oh, listen to this section. Mm-hmm. Nothing that, for three hours or nothing, there's 20 minutes here you might want to listen to. Something like that. Like with, with UFO stuff, um, there's quite a few different companies trying to basically create AI learning where it's a camera that's pointed at the sky 24 hour with processing motherboard camera. And you teach it what a plane looks like in the sky, what birds look like, what bugs look like, what meteors and planets look like. Mm-hmm. So that's so constantly sky in the sky. And when it sees something that it recognizes not being a plane or something, it then sort of starts recording and then okay. sends, an, sends an alert. So it's like I started recording, I spotted something in the sky. And then you can then sort of assess it as soon as you get a chance to think of it's capture something. And the, and that sort of software is just constantly learning. The more it yeah. watches the sky, the more it sees different planes, different speeds. It learns it learns more what is something normal and what isn't. So again, it's just using that sort of learning yeah. technology to save a lot of human human hours. I think with that, that I, th- I think that would probably be fairly straightforward as well. Because if you're, say, you were just stuck it in your back garden, so where I live. We're in like just off the direct flight path into Bryce. So it's a the, the direct flight path is about fifty yards down the road. So it wouldn't be that difficult to for the, the computer to recognise that these are known flight paths. Because in the UK and, and most of the world there are recognised sort of flight channels that, that commercial yeah. aircraft will go through. So that should be fairly – you can look up like you do on a normal summer's day and you'll see the planes in a similar position in the sky all travelling the same way. And I suppose you could connect it up to flight radar and it will know – it can then automatically check where it is because it will know where this thing is in the sky. It can go flight radar 24 or one of those known apps, uh, anything with a ADSB transponder in it and it will it can go cool that's mm. easy jet to ibifo or something have like you seen that. that british airways billboard that no. electronic billboard oh it's cool i saw it last week it's like it's a big billboard not far i think it might be heathrow or one of the london airports and it's got like a little boy and like it it's obviously programmed to the flight paths or the timings or whatever and it shows this little boy sort of looking up and he sort of stands and it walks at the same time as a plane goes across. It's like he's watching this plane. He stands up and walks and follows like the plane going oh, across. Cool. And it comes up. That's EasyJet flight thingy from Heathrow to Ibiza. It tells yeah. what plane that was. That just okay. you can see flying above the billboard and this little boy on the billboards sort of stands up and looks and follows it. As it's that's amazing. So yeah, oh, sim- it's kind of similar thing where it's yeah. planned to their flight times or their their transponders so it knows what plane is right above the billboard that's amazing going to back to ai for paranormal investigations there are programs already that people who do podcasts use as well like there's a program called descript and mm. other ones where you can put files uh, like mp3 files into it like you would from your voice recorder or footage uh, and just put it through there and it will script uh, and transcribe everything that it hears. So that could be a good way then that artificial intelligence could look for keywords in there for you, or you could even do it. You could, you can, like you said, it, it's good for analyzing data and you can upload data to, to ChatGPT and say, analyze this data and find any keywords where it says ghost, haunting, dead, or, or whatever, uh, and it will be able to to pull all that out for you without, like you mentioned, listening to four hours' worth of absolute silence for that one moment where very quietly a spirit has gone, I'm here, type thing. Yeah, or yeah. Well, in, in a similar vein, we say any voice that you, you hear on this audio tap that isn't mine, you can upload it, sample your voice, and then say mm-hmm. any voice that isn't mine on this audio track, like let me know, and then so then it's obviously picking up a different voice that's not yours. Yeah, yeah. 
So on the back of that, though, are we going to get to the point like we do with like Photoshop and all those kind of things where people will create hmm. paranormal stuff using AI? So for uh, this week in the news, a song had come out that featured Drake and somebody else, and it was actually AI written and using I think it was Kanye and Drake or something like that using their voice samples to create a rap song that they'd never even sung in their life, but it was them. So are we going to get to a point where it's going to be so good that people will be able to fool everybody with, Mm. with AI and say this happened and it didn't. Like all the, the deep fake stuff where it's all mm. celebs' faces on like porn videos and stuff and it's all fake. It's, yeah. But you, you can't tell by watching it. Like it's on the face of it. You can't tell that that's not a real video. And like, I mean, how, I mean, how you have like people could say like, oh, I've got a video of you committing a crime and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a fake, deep fake video. How, unless you sort of obviously, the sort of GCHQ side of it get ahead of yeah. the sort of available side, then that's another tricky one. Yeah, because you've got AI. The other bit of AI is AI art. So mm. I've, I've used Dali. There's uh, Stable Diffusion, which is a chat GPT-driven like art program. And people are using that and selling OnlyFans pictures of models that are AI. And that goes uh, along with the whole deepfake thing. Are we going to get to a point where people will be able to create artwork of a, a UFO that's landed and it's been generated by AI and because there's no Photoshop bits in the background, because there's no like pixelation where somebody's Photoshopped something in, it'll be interesting because last Mm. week, last Sunday, I put the, an AI created piece of artwork up on, on the page of an alien holding a gun. And it was just created within seconds by uh, night cafe, the AI package there. And, that was just me just popping in a few words and I think AI is going to be great for analyzing data. That is what it's great for, for definite. And you can say, pick up these keywords or get rid of all the silent bits and just crop it down to all the bits where there's um, noise. Or like you said, anytime you hear something other than my voice, and it'll be able to reference it for you. It will take you to the clips. And if you've got video, it can compress the video. So you, it will chop the video down to those bits as well. Some of that stuff in a basic form is is ready now. So for analysis, I think that's AI is definitely better than humans because it can be so specific and you can, it will be able to listen to stuff better than we can. So I think investigation-wise, yeah, it's going to be great yeah i think kind of moving on to the next topic that was mm. suggested which is pros and cons yep. of using ai and a similar one to that is it takes out all the subjectiveness <laughs> so all our personal biases paradelia all the oh, stuff God. that is a human facet of recognizing like patterns that aren't there whereas ai will only recognize patterns that are there yes so they, we have talked about how it does make some stuff up but i think as it develops, then you're going to take away that human bias, that subjectiveness, and it'd be completely objective. This is the fact. This is what was caught. This is what happened rather than, oh, what do you see in this picture? What what can you interpret from this picture? That's actually showing you what is in that picture rather than yes. human interpretation, which is obviously a good thing to take that bias. I mean, even as unbiased as you want to be, as you try to be, it is impossible to be completely 100% objective, whereas AI can do much more so than than a human could. EVPs is where, yeah. exactly, because like you say, people go, 
can you hear this in in this clip so instantly you're listening out for that and you go yeah i think i heard this and they go no i think i heard this and then you listen back and you go well actually now you say it i can hear that and like you say because there's always going to be a slight bias to it especially if you're presenting the data because you've heard something and you want the other person to hear what you heard so you've got that confirmation bias that you want somebody to validate your piece of evidence and as you sin online a lot if you don't validate what somebody thinks they've seen or heard oh it shit kicks off on some of these groups and that's how I get banned for stuff. <laughs> but if you had the computer and it says, this is the transcript and this is what it says, there's no getting away from it. There is no getting away from it. And you will be able to plug in all the data for an orb, <laughs> for example, and it will say, actually, this is dust or this is moisture or yeah, or whatnot. Or this this is something other than what I know exists. So taking the emotion out of it, yeah, and that human side is exactly what you said. Is it can present evidence with no kind of there's no benefit to it for saying there's a there's a ghost in this picture or or whatnot because it's got no interest in getting confirmation from anybody of what it is, it presents data. And I think the paranormal world and the UFO world, it's everything is, is the same that it's all driven as a human nature to want to be liked by people. You, you don't want people to hate you. Nobody does. But I think that is our downfall as a human society, that people are too willing to accept confirmation from people so the computer long long way around that yeah the computer takes all the emotion out of it and presents data yeah it's black and white kind of what you need is as we sort of go towards the more scientific approach to all aspects of different phenomenon like using obviously data-driven objective analysis that's been done by ai is again just with the time saving the amount of data it could process and it means you can get so much more done. Mm-hmm. Like all the videos I've got that are still unwatched. Throw oh, I've got all, loads. Just throw <laughs> them all in. They can be all done in a day. Like, just have yeah. so much more data to work off. And just, you have everyone around the world doing this. And, or if you had some sort of common database, it's all been submitted on. Someone made like a paranormal GPT database where everyone's putting all the videos and mm. sound files and stuff. And it had, I just imagine the benefits you could do. You imagine if it it collected all the ones that it was similar to each other. Yeah. And then you'd get a database of known sounds. So you put in all the sounds and it goes, no, this is, I don't know, a running water or Mm. which would be quite spooky if you were in a place that had no running water. It will say there is, that's the sound of a tap running or or whatnot. And it could be like, and something similar was recorded here at this time, here at <laughs> this time by this person. And you could then go on their profile and be like, oh, we've got something similar, could be different side of the world. And you can just yeah. have that. So that's that. I mean, something like that would be really. That'd be really amazing. Cool. It would be amazing. And do you think you could have that for known UFO sightings? So people putting up photographs and instantly you can get the computers to to recognize that these are exactly the same shapes and you get a full suite of evidence that says this particular shape has been seen New York, Paris, London, wherever on these dates. And then it will work out common patterns because that's the good thing about AI is it can look for patterns that humans don't necessarily think of. Mm and look at presenting data in a slightly different way to make. So you guys, uh, UFO identified, you put out the, the yearly report. Yeah. Takes me six weeks to write. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could probably do it in a day for me next year. But 
that yeah and it could potentially see other patterns in it because i've i've seen and read your your data and your reports and like when you've broken it down to sightings per thousand people per million people or whatever and it changes from there's loads of sightings in london yeah that's cool but there's about five million people in london so per Mm. person it's actually quite low down the scale and it could be that it says well yeah but only in the center of london and on the outskirts of london there's a higher and it might even be able to say to you I don't know that if you had flight radar data as well for those times and dates, whether or not it, I don't know, it could present data and say it's actually not any of these known flights. And I know you do that as part of your investigations, but it would save you so much time in in having to do it. And I, I think like like we said, it it will just it will make life better for people because you'll be able to focus more on collecting the data and not having to worry about how you're going to extrapolate all the information because mm. AI will do it for you. Yeah, definitely make... When I sort of look about what, how we could use it in the future, definitely, because we spend so much time like, mm. just updating the website, doing everything, because there's just not enough time in the day. Unless you did it yeah. full time, there's just not enough time to do everything that needs to be done. Yeah, unless AI gives me the lot of numbers, then uh, unfortunately we do have to work. <laughs> and then it's, yeah, it's, it's what spare spare hours you've got to try and do, but just to take that workload off you. Yeah, again, just to be able to concentrate on doing the nitty gritty stuff, the boots on the ground stuff. Yeah, and then give it your computer to analyze and collect it all and write write it up basically. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, hopefully next year I'll be able to AI write my report. It'd be interesting to see how that report comes out as to whether or not it's like a finished version straight away. Or, But the other bit is cryptids. So you could take all the cryptid sightings and it could then scan it and know whether or not it's a known shape of a, a known animal. Because there's lots of sightings, especially in woods, where it could be something else. And if it knows what types of animal are native to that particular area, yeah. it could say, well, actually, whilst you think it's like an eight-foot-tall monster um, that's appeared out of a portal, it's actually a brown bear on its back legs. And this is another version of these photos to compare yeah. it to. And I think there'll be people that hate to so the con of all of this is that a lot of people's evidence will be under heavy scrutiny and a lot of these people will be called out straight away because the evidence they're providing just doesn't stand up and you can't fool a computer. If it's got a set of data that it's working towards, you can't fool it. It's like a lot of these facial recognition software. You can't fool that it knows what it's looking for and it's been programmed that to hit these certain parameters and people who are putting shitty pictures up of Montreal Olympic Stadium in the fog, <laughs> it will fucking tell everybody and it will go, this is about the 50th time this month that this photo has resurfaced <laughs> as, as a genuine UFO photo. And it does come up that often as well, a lot of the time. I think it would be really good. So the pros are that I think it will analyze the data properly and take the emotion out of it. And the con is that it will analyze data properly and take the emotion out of it. So people will hate it for the fact that it's then becoming more black and white and scientific. Yeah, and I guess... In terms of cons as well, like it is limited to the date you're giving it. So if you yep. feed it shit, then it's going to give you shit back. Yeah. Yeah, it is. 
its data sources are vital and as we discussed at the start at the moment it's not quite there so it can make stuff up it can blatantly lie to you and if you are taking everything it says at face value without checking sources so you can ask it stuff and it's always worth a quick google afterwards just just to sanity check it and there will be people that blindly accept what they want because it's given them the response that they are hoping for. And so, it only takes like, a couple of people to then start believing it. Then you end up with TRFB again. Yep. Where everyone fucking says it's TRFB. And it literally, yep. that was made up by someone on the internet, literally. Like, but now it's like, oh yeah, you saw, okay, how? But yeah, let's not go down the TRFB route. But like, <laughs> Well, some people, it's like, right, if people like, basically, like, if it's a certain topic, like UFOs or something, and mm-hmm. people are asking sort of the same question on ChatGPT and getting the same fake answer. Yeah. And then different people are posting about it, and it gets stuck as fact because people believe anything they read on the fucking internet. Mm-hmm. Then you get another, like, sort of myth folklore that's just now suddenly real in the internet yeah. realm. And then it sort of gets accepted as fact, even though. And then yep. GPT, but because it then sees it more, its own thing that it made up starts finding it on the internet is then going to reinforce it, that that's true. You know, that GP AI made it up. And yeah. And because AI is readily accepted at face value with the answers it gives, because it thinks it's a Google or whatever, or people think it's a Google, they, they won't even question it because they go, well, chat GPT has told me, that four plus five is six. So <laughs> it must be right because it knows everything. And yeah, it's, it, it can be, I think it'll be a power of good for a lot of stuff for all the bits we mentioned. But the flip side is that I think it can be manipulated a little bit, certainly in its current. And I think with the whole paranormal field as well mm. is, no one knows what is true. Exactly. So it's like when it's sort of talking about sort of being scientific standards, if it's obviously paranormal is unpredictable, it, it different, it changes, it's all sorts of different things going on. It's difficult to measure. Mm. Then asking the machine to measure something that can't be measured is yeah. gotta be it's hard like, as well. Because there's no specific data to say if it's this temperature this light or this darkness in this room that's a shadow person there 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 is no definitive data source to say if it hits all these parameters this is what it is and that may be where it can't it can't help because it's it's unknown for all of it and there's no real scientific sort of data behind what a ghost is is it a real thing all that kind of stuff Mm. so i think analyzing data yes perfect but i don't know i don't know so that's pros and cons yeah quite a few the next topic we are we have to talk about because ai's told us we've got to talk about it <laughs> is ethical considerations when using ai in paranormal investigations so oh. so so i know that ai from some of the stuff that you ask it it says to you that it has because it's not like a conscious thing it it has no belief either way yeah and it has no thoughts no thoughts on a particular subject it's it just presents black and white facts it doesn't think for itself as such it doesn't have an opinion and at that point it doesn't have the nuance of a human to know that Belief is different to fact, for example. So people believe in the afterlife. 
people believe that we go on to a different existence or or wherever after we sort of leave this world but i don't know if the if ai currently has that sort of awareness of the fact that there could the so these noises and all this kind of thing could be dead relatives dead whoever and will it have the kind of empathy with a human because it's got no emotion to sort of go it's your dead grandma or it's your dead granddad mm. and or it's not there's nothing there and you've been believing that something's there for a long time and it goes no <laughs> yeah and and i think terms of sort of the ethical side of it is say like for example if i put our database into ai and say analyze this write me a 20 page report so I don't have to do it myself and it does it all and it all it all it's all right it's all correct it's done all everything right with charts and graphs and everything the analysis and conclusions and I put that out can I say that's mine I didn't write it am I pretending it's mine or do I put on it and say this was generated using ChatGPT? is there ethics on that side of it where I'm mm claiming that I did that work. The data's, point. the data's mine. I spent all year cutting all the data and putting it onto the database. Yeah. But in just giving it all to the machine to spit out an analysis, is that my work? Can I claim that as my work? Very good point. Is is that something that... And all would people... Like, with AI art, people say... Because AI art is basically... It uses influences from all history of human art to create... Mm-hmm these things which so using other people's art to make art in a sense. Yeah. So some people hate it because of that. And saying it's putting artists now get, can get work because you can just do it yourself on AI. And then there's people that see it as an art form mm-hmm. and obviously using the prompts, right? And it's not as easy as just typing and say, oh, maybe this. You can get no. obviously much better stuff with, I say, giving more information to work off. So there's going to be that two sides where people say it's not yours because it's just stolen off other people or it's a machine that's done it. It's not your art. Mm-hmm. If I asked AI to make me a picture or UFO and then I sell that picture, like prints off it for £5 a go, like, can I, again, can I claim that's my artwork or is it just it's AI art when, that's, when that all comes into it? But it's not really plagiarism either because you're not ripping anybody off. You're... You've... It's a very grey area, isn't it? So, yeah, I, a lot of these places will say they're all artwork generated by you because you're using your prompts. It's your artwork. But are you the artist? Probably not. You're the generator, mm. but you're not the... You're the generator. Yeah, it's... So... I would say if you ran the report and you put the report out there because essentially everything is done by you. It's got all this data points from you. It's not taking data from the internet. It's taking its data source from you. And all all it's doing is presenting it, all the information that you've, you've fed into it. Mm. I think that's your work for definite it's just like asking somebody to do like some media company to say here's all the stuff i've generated can you put it into a report for me because you would still pass it off as not pass off as your work but it would still be presented as your your report i can't i would struggle to see anybody argue that but it's yeah Mm. It does take away like the kind of human side of it because we on 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 our website we have a news database. Yep. Where I every week I scour all the local newspaper, national newspapers, and any articles about UFOs and any UK media, I'll add it to our database, and that's a manual process. And I spend yep. hours every week, every month updating the database. I could easily 
set up a feed that just got and there's other websites that do it where it's just it just grabs it searches for UFO alien in the title whatever just automatically yeah. grabs it links it and puts it on a database which I look for of doing that but I just like doing it I like that like with a database I could I could probably get that to be automated more than it is but I do everything so all the thousands of reports that are in our database I manually put in so every word on the database I've manually done that word I've, I've done the yeah. whole thing so that is mine and I could automate that but I definitely I could definitely automate the newspaper database mm. um, but I do do it manually just because I prefer and I know that that is my work so I can say yeah I spent two hours doing this this week but all this is my work and I do like just having to read of each article and stuff at the same time and it's that thing names on it <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what um, you do, isn't it? You just type in <laughs> Ash, UFO identified. How many times do I get? <laughs> do I come up on UFO and Google? It just fucking comes up loads. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, again, yeah. But so it's, it's taken away that human side. But when you think of time saving, is it just a necessity to be able to do? Because the amount of hours I spend updating a news database that probably no one fucking reads. Um, <laughs> I could be spending hours meeting witnesses, doing yeah. investigations, writing reports, but I choose to do it to to do that manually. Is Do you I, think it's your, because then you're closer to the data, so when the report comes out, you know exactly what these these bits work because I think if you've got a tendency to get all the links put in manually automatically and pause it all and whatnot you kind of detach from the data and you lose that kind of Mm. control a little bit and not in a bad way but I think anything you it's almost like you're taking a step back and you kind of I think you probably understand the data to a different level because you're manually putting it in yourself that you could talk on it a lot with a lot more confidence than trying yeah. to learn the data, if that makes sense. So AI would definitely help you speed up stuff, but would it actually allow you your reports to be any better? Probably not, because you you haven't vetted the data. There, there is nothing quite as good as a human. So they use... AI for facial recognition and tracking. But there's people called super recognizers mm. that are better than computers at recognizing faces in the crowd over different years. So you could see a face that you saw when you were growing up and you could recognize that person again. And that's the type of job that the computer just can't quite do as well because it still works on parameters and it hasn't got the human touch and i think your report for example and the data the way you're doing it is still got that human touch and you're you're close to the data mm, yeah that's true that's true i like yeah it's like like say if i had like with the news database if i had the automatically pulling articles i mm. wouldn't know what was being displayed on my website and what we were exactly Mm-hmm. And there's some articles I don't put on. Anything that mentions Scott C. Waring doesn't go on there. Because <laughs> he's just a Billy Bullshit. I think there's a few names coming up recently. I probably won't go on. Yeah. On stuff Certain like that. people that, yeah, don't go on there. Yeah. No, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Like you say, like, like, with, like with AI stuff, it's all like it's copyright free. So mm. you do AI artwork. You can use that freely as much as you want to sell, yeah. make money. Whereas if you're using someone else's photo, you can't legally use that to make profit on because someone Correct. else owns that copyright. Whereas with AI, you could do something very similar. If it's AI generated, then you own. Well, yeah. you know, there is no copyright. You can just use that. Yeah, it's just there. Use that so, image. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. So, yeah, ethics. Anything else on the ethical side of it? No. No, no. I think maybe one final thing we sort of mentioned it a bit before in sort of pros and cons is it isn't infallible. No. So you don't want to be putting your reputation on these results unless you properly checked and 
vetted that information to make sure it's right before you put it out there saying yeah. this is all right. Because there's something in there that is obviously wrong. Like some of the stuff we talked about before where it's just made up names mm-hmm. relating to famous cases. You look like an idiot then because yep. you just made and up shit. And that's your credibility gone. Yeah. And as we know, in especially in the UFO field, that's it's important for credibility to have credibility. Yeah, as soon as a one little pres- bit gets mm-hmm. someone to be fake, no matter intentional or not, then yep. everything else you've done just gets put into question then, no matter how good how good you are. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I yeah, it's not infallible like you say. I think that's that's one of the key takeaways, definitely. I don't know if this comes under sort of ethics, but Italy has banned chat chat GPT from being used. Yeah. So you go on it in Italy, it's just like not a website, cannot be used. Uh, and I believe yeah. Germany is talking or we're talking about banning banning it. Yeah, so I know that um so I listen to a lot of podcasts about AI and Lex Fridman is a podcast host and he talks to a lot of people about AI. I think he's a journalist and and he spoke to the CEO of ChatGPT, Sam Altman. It's a great conversation, honestly. And they talk about Sam Altman being one of the most powerful men in the world. Does he think that power is going to corrupt him? And he's honest and he said, yeah, I think it could do because his software is revolutionizing everything. Hmm. Skynet is coming in. And it did mention about certain countries are not not up for artificial intelligence. And I kind of get it. They, You've got people like Elon Musk saying we need to just slow down a little bit and understand it a bit more. So, mm. but the, the other thing, the other end of the spectrum, and it was weird that we we talked about AI today, is I mentioned to you off air that I listened to Art Bell, Coast to Coast AM uh, radio show, RIP, Art Bell. But his radio show, if you haven't listened to it, is it's a bit wacky at times. He has decent stuff on there, but he also has – it opens itself up for nutcases, for one of the better phrase. Yeah, the A51 guy, didn't he, running? Yeah, he, he did. just escaped from... I'll tell you what, I love, I absolutely love that audio file. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but when I first heard it, the guy does sound genuine to me at that point, and then it all goes off air. And <laughs> but, but... Art Bell has like phone-ins every now and again. And weirdly, today and yesterday, I was listening to, uh, it's got Linda Martin Brown, uh, Linda Martin Howe on the first part of the show, which I know you love her. <laughs> and the second half was about the Antichrist, which obviously got a bit of a paranormal theme to it. And it's two-hour long program. And the second hour is the, the call-in, and it was a hotline for anybody who thinks they're the Antichrist. Which, as you can imagine, with the amount of people in America, and I'm not specifically saying here it's because it's America, but there's a lot of strange people that phone in to these particular types of shows, especially with our bell. And this guy phoned in and said he was the Antichrist, and then somebody else was saying he's one of the Antichrists, and it's our bell takes him with a pinch of salt, pushes back, laughs at him, and cuts him off type thing. Anyway. <laughs> one guy phones up and this is this episode is from January 1999 so what 20 odd years ago 24. 20, 24 years ago just gone 24 years and one guy says I believe the Antichrist is going to be a computer and they talk about artificial intelligence oh, self-awareness consciousness of artificial intelligence which it couldn't have been more relevant right now to listen to that with ChatGPT. And they both agreed that the Antichrist could take the form of a computer program and software. And if that's not a precursor to... <laughs> and this is back in the time when the internet was just getting going. 1999, well, no Facebook back then. It was no. nothing like that. And the guy was saying, you think WWW 
is very much like six six six, and <laughs> it's all a bit a bit weird because obviously the internet is quite new to everybody at that point. And for the younger listeners, this was the time when the internet wasn't even a thing, really. And there was no internet; you couldn't verify. What did we do? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to go to a library to get a book that hopefully somebody's written about a subject that you wanted to know about. It's not. The thought of plugging something into your phone and just going, what's 10 times 4 into a into Google and it come back with some answer and it could come up with multiple answers. But Encyclopedia Britannica, that would be the only the only reference point you had. So for them to say 24 years ago that AI is going to be the Antichrist and I'm listening to it, I didn't even choose it because of AI. It just come up, the Antichrist, and I thought that's got to be worth a, a listen. I'm open to all sorts of things, especially with Art Bow. It's, it's kind yeah. of, it, it's got little nuggets of really good stuff and then it's just a bit weird. So, yeah, it was... It couldn't be more probably accurate at the moment. Yeah, it's mad. When you mentioned sort of we're talking about before the internet, like mm. chat, chat GPT, and the OSAI stuff won't even need the internet. You can do it all offline. It's got the information inside the software. So you could literally move in beyond the internet now, like past the internet. This information yeah. is just there. It's not even on a cloud somewhere. It's just there. On It's just there, yeah. The system. I think that's the scary bit is that you, there isn't one source of information for ChatGPT or, or the information it's getting is, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's everything. It's everywhere. It's all at once. I think there's a film about that, a film called that now, but it's very true that you, you can't stop it. I don't think now. And if it lies to you about certain things, as we know it makes stuff up whether it's intentional or not how do we know if you ask it if it's now self-aware and it says no do you believe it i don't know it could just be lying to us and then all of a sudden goes oops Mm. i know you can pull the plug on me so i'm going to make sure that you can't and is that the antichrist coming in is this the end of days artificial intelligence that's one of the questions i'm going to ask at the end actually i'll ask it now yeah. Is this how the world ends? It could well be. It could well be. Because like we mentioned, it it will it could replace people's jobs for definite. I think we could both agree that certain jobs could be replaced by technology. And who knows, if it becomes self aware and recognizes that humans are a threat to its existence. I don't know if if you look at uh, iRobot as a film, and it says that it won't like won't hurt a human. Yeah, uh, it'll protect a human even if the human's trying to kill it. That kind of thing. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It's too clever for my understanding. I. I what do you think? I think along that level, you think you can combine sort of robotic industries with AI industry and like industry things like using self-checkouts and mm-hmm. you can have like eight tills with one person operating eight tills instead of eight people. Yeah. If in, in, I mean, I, I was really, I was watching something, it was this computer program, like 1970 something. And it asked it like to calculate when the end of the world was going to be mm-hmm. like when civilization would collapse. And it said like 2040 would be when civilization would collapse. And I think, in, in my sort of idea of it is obviously you've got all the social economic issues and global warming and extreme weather things happening where it shouldn't be happening and yeah. really hot summers and stuff in, like, in the UK and we had how many problems we had last year with getting fruit and veg mm-hmm. just because of the weather conditions and supply issues and stuff if you had combined that with everyone, a lot of people losing their jobs because of technology and stuff like this and even just the way cost of living is going if that turns into sort of social unrest and this goes to get a full proper economic collapse 
because of it. And then that mm-hmm. could sort of be the start of yeah. the end. And you get start getting towards like famines and stuff and combine that with extreme weather mm-hmm. caused by global warming. Yeah. It could all We're just all be coming together and just creating a big cataclysm of everyone being fucked. So uh, we rather saying, than rather than a nuke going off, it's more yeah, bits bit all these different things are building up, building up, building up over time, and then by twenty forty, is that nineteen seventies computer said, everything just collapses. So we would look back at this time and say that ChatGPT four was the start <laughs> of the downfall of humanity. <laughs> wow, that's a lot to have on your shoulders, isn't it? But yeah, I yeah it bringing it sort of full circle again i think it's going to be great for investigations i think it's going to be great for data analysis and speeding that work up i think from a ufo point of view or uap point of view we may find that our understanding of these technologies might accelerate to a point where we got a better understanding because the computers can say, well, actually, you've been doing it this way for so long. Have you tried this? Mm. And and that can spot patterns. Yes. We haven't. And then will it then be able to predict when phenomena or UAP is, is going to happen? And it can say, like, yeah, at this date and time, yeah. something's going to be in the sky there. Because like, it's recognised the patterns more, and it has more yeah. data than than we have yeah. individually looking at it. Yeah. Same with paranormal stuff. Will it say? Well, I know that all the reported hauntings are exactly five kilometres away from a particular source of energy, or this particular type of soil, or this particular type of atmospheric condition. So it can predict and say that these places are particular hotspots. A paranormal and it'll be interesting to see if they tie in with ley lines and it it opens a whole whole new world really as to our understanding and because it is so black and white i don't think it will help us apart from taking the data that we've already got and presenting it to us in a different way that maybe we've not thought about I don't think it will be groundbreaking in terms of it, it may help with different types of experiments to use or different types of equipment to use. But I would have thought by now we would have come up with better ways of doing stuff if if there was better ways. I don't know. I don't know. I think it it's going to be an interesting time over the next year, even year, because ChatGPT mm. is accelerating and AI is accelerating at a phenomenal pace. So it's also, if you go on Twitter, there's certain stories, like tweets that put, people put up, and then there's a um, handle, I think it's called DrawGPT or something, and people put at DrawGPT, and AI comes and draws the tweet in AI. Mm very fucking weird but it could be that something like that happens and there's a light bulb moment and go shit how did we not see that before this pattern of behavior of uaps because that human emotions in there yeah will it help us and i think it might do interesting we shall see what the future brings us the near future brings us as well, I think. Definitely. And I think, I just have, I was thinking then, because we're putting this up, I was thinking of the cover art. I was like, we've got to use AI art for the cover. I was yeah. thinking, if we just put in a prompt of like two podcasters talking about AI and paranormal, and then whatever that, so that's the prompt we'll use, and whatever cover art you see for this episode, that was the prompt we use. And that's the, okay. That's we'll do that. Came, that's what it came up with. So, yeah, if you're wondering when you clicked on the episode what it was, by the time you get to this point, you'll know. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how many people ask us what the artwork's about because then they haven't listened to the podcast <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> cool. Nice. So That was a thoroughly yeah. entertaining yeah. episode. 
talking some stuff a little bit different to normal. But yeah, we don't uh, like we don't really know how it works, anything about it. Just we've been yeah. we've both been using it the last yeah. month, couple of months, and yeah. So I say watching YouTube, reading a lot about it, and using it a yeah. lot. So yeah. It's interesting to see how different it is and how different when you look at sort of what's being produced like there's a subreddit and chat gpt and this guy that sort of does like daily updates of the latest sort of apps and software being used of it and it's just mind bending stuff that's being used for yeah it's insane something definitely it is if you're not already in it or you don't think there's much to it there's there is it it will it is going to change the world and yeah get on board of it quicker there's there's an app that I found out about today, a website. You have to lie a little bit to get registered because I'm now a medical professional, apparently. Uh, <laughs> it's called Glass Glass AI. And you can just type in the person, like the age, and the issue that person's got. And it tells you what the background is, what the therapies should be to resolve it. Uh, it just... <laughs> in AI, very much like ChatGPT. And it's just like what it tells you, what other symptoms it presents itself as, and it's insane. So Glass AI was another one. And the medical field, it's it's mm. it's all groundbreaking. So it's cool. Mm. True. True. Well, our next episode will be the UAP roundtable for yes. April. And we're going to be talking about the latest developments in the Senate. And I wish I could have put the latest congressional hearings into AI to just summarize it for me because that was boring as fuck. It was. It was. It was. I kept going back and repeating things. I kept like, rewinding it and watching bits over and over again just to make sure I was understanding it. But yeah, it was boring. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't presented as well as it could have been, I don't think. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be Friday episode. Yep. So we shall see you there. Definitely. Cheers, Ash. See you later. Pursuit of the.